In order to feel fulfilled in your entrepreneurial journey, the lower you set your expectations, the more likely it is that you will be elated, excited, happy about your progress. Because anytime real life conditions exceed expectations, you'll be happy. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. What is a wantrepreneur? Okay, a wantrepreneur is someone who is dabbling yet unaware of their skill deficits that are needed to start a business. So today, what I want to talk to you about is how to stop being a wantrepreneur. And what I consider to be a wantrepreneur, or at least the phase of being a wantrepreneur, is like you're literally wading through the swamp of unconscious incompetence. What is unconscious incompetence? That is essentially when you are unaware of how incompetent you are in terms of your ability to start the business. And so you feel like this feeling of being very lost, very unaware, and very unassuming, right? And so what does this look like? What this looks like is that you consistently have an idea, and then you work on that idea. Maybe you build a product, you build some kind of marketing campaign, you get something built, right? And then when it comes down to actually shipping that thing out and selling it to customers, that never happens. So back when I was a wantrepreneur, I essentially started, which, you know, I went to college, I graduated college. Once I got out, then I moved to California and I got a job as a sales rep slash personal trainer at a big Globo gym, 24 hour fitness. And when I was working there, I was trying to like start my entrepreneurial thing on the side. I always knew that I wanted to have a business, but I wasn't really sure what that business looked like. If I could have one word that I could associate with it that I see very commonly in, amongst most people that are in the stage is like over-consuming and overthinking. So you spend all your time consuming all this stuff. Like right now, you're consuming my content, which I'm literally putting out there so that hopefully you can break the cycle of consuming. But like, you don't need more content. You don't need more information. And the secret that entrepreneurs know is that it's all about action. It's not about over-consuming. You don't need any more information to win. You have to be willing to fail and willing to take imperfect action in order to get what you want. And so what I did is I spent so much time just completely looping in my mind, playing out like, I want to launch this thing. I could do a little bit of this. Oh, it's not perfect yet. Go back to square one. Not perfect yet. I can't do anything with it because it's not perfect, right? And so that's what people continue to do is they loop over and over again and thinking of basically the fear of failure, right? And that's what I kept thinking the whole time is I was like, you know, for example, one time I built out this course, I called it Queen Transformation. And it was going to be my online fitness course. And I had it for about a year and a half. I spent, gosh, I don't even know. I think it was like five, six months building out this huge course with all these training videos, took all this time. I spent every weekend working on it and I never did anything with it. And that is what I consider to be a wantrepreneur. It's somebody who really wants to be an entrepreneur, but they don't honestly have the discipline to break through those mental habits to get to the other side. The problem is not that you don't know enough. The problem is that you won't take action despite not knowing much. That's what the actual problem is. And so if you can understand that the problem is not that you don't have enough information or that you're uncertain, the problem is that you don't act despite being uncertain. And that's how you break the, that's how you break the barrier through and you get to being an entrepreneur. The second piece of that is overthinking, right? So it's like we're over-consuming. We're literally like consuming every podcast that's out there. We're reading every book we can. Like the top question that I get that I hate when people ask me is they're like, Layla, what book should I read? I'm like, dude, you don't need to read any more books. Like, you've read more than me. Like, people are like, how many books have you read on operations? I'm like, I don't know, five? You know, like, in my entire time of running a business, I've maybe read five. I've learned so much more through the doing. 
And most people will. And so if, if you can just understand that and you can understand that you don't need more information, what you need is more confidence in yourself. And the only way that you gain that confidence is taking action despite feeling not confident. And so that's what I want to talk about today is I've really broken down really the four mental frameworks that have helped me break through from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. And I think that these are hacks that you can basically use in anything if you're trying to get yourself to take action. But these are specifically what helped me when I was really taking that leap of faith, you know, quitting my job, quitting everything I was doing and breaking free of those mental habits and those cycles of like constantly overthinking, constantly overconsuming, constantly just focusing on like self-development. I'm like, if I make myself better and like, you know, I think it into existence, like it's going to get there. It's like there's manifesting and then there's like get off your ass and do some shit. And so I had a lot of manifesting. I didn't have the get off your ass and do some shit muscle. And so today what I want to explain to you is how to break past those barriers so that you can actually get into the get off your ass and do shit muscle. So the first framework that helped me break past what I want to say is like the feeling, the anxiety, right, of taking that leap of faith, quitting my job and starting a business was visualizing worst case scenario. So what I don't, I'm not a fan of is that people often talk about visualizing, you know, positive scenarios. And it's almost like people think that if you visualize the worst case scenario that you're going to end up there. But that's actually not the truth at all. What you're doing is you're creating almost like exposure therapy in your mind to that worst case scenario. So you're becoming familiar enough with it that you're comfortable with that scenario. And so for me, that scenario was, okay, let's say that I quit my job, I get rid of all my clients, and then I start this business, right? What if it fails? What happens next? Let's play that out. Okay, what happens is that, you know, I, I don't have too much money left. I don't have my job anymore. My clients have probably all gone to new people. What am I going to do? Okay, well, worst case scenario is I'm still 23, maybe 24 at that time. I have to rebuild a client roster so I can get some cash flow so that then eventually I can restart a business and try again, right? What does that look like? Okay, well, maybe I can't pay rent, so maybe I have to go live with my dad. Okay, well, what does that look like? It's like, okay, well, living with my dad's actually not all that bad. Like, you know, they do laundry, they cook food, like, you know, I get to spend more time with my family. There's kind of an upside to it as well. And so as I was walking through that worst case scenario, I was like, what am I so scared of? Like that worst case scenario is not anything built in reality. The worst case scenario is how I might feel about myself for that. And so a lot of the times your worst case scenario when you're making that jump from a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur is actually your judgment of yourself if you don't succeed. Like what actually will happen for most people is not going to be that bad. You're not going to be homeless and, and starving on the streets. The worst case scenario is that you harshly judge yourself for the fact that you failed. And so if you can remove that judgment from that situation, understand that like in reality, where like the physical universe, nothing bad will happen. Like you're not threatening your own survival. The reality is that you're just judging yourself for it. And so I think by visualizing that worst case scenario, two things happen, which is that one, you realize that it's not so bad after all. The thing that feels bad is when you judge yourself for it. The second piece is that you get comfortable with that worst case scenario. And so every time I would like feel that pang of anxiety in my stomach when I was leaping forward and making these decisions and I would like want to retreat back to my safe place, I'd be like, wait, let's just play out worst case scenario. What is it again? And I was like, oh, that's not even that bad. Like this is literally the worst thing that could happen. Okay, no, I'm fine. Keep going. And that's the first principle that I use in order to get from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. So the second mental framework that I used was I switched my goal. So a lot of people are afraid of going from having a business idea to starting a business because they're afraid of losing. And so I was like, instead of the goal being to win, whatever that means, right? It's usually winning by someone else's standards. I said, okay, my goal is just to learn. And I think that trying to become an entrepreneur will accelerate my learning faster than keeping this job well. 
And so if my goal is to learn, then this will take me there faster. Does that mean that I will probably fail more? Yes, but that doesn't matter because I'm learning. And so the moment that I switched my goal from being winning, whether it be by a financial measure or like what I'm allowed to buy measure, like whatever measure that may be, status, and I switched it to learning, it completely changed my viewpoint because I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if I fail in the short term because I'm actually hitting my goal by failing. And so if you can switch your mindset, because a lot of people are so afraid, they're like, they have these huge audacious goals they set for themselves. But listen, you can set those later when you've actually made the leap. For right now, if you need to trick yourself, which is essentially what I did, I tricked myself into taking the leap by making my goal something that if I failed, I still won, right? And so it's like, what game are you playing? Make sure you're playing a game that sets you up for success. And the thing is that you can change the game later on. You can change it in three months, six months, 12 months, once you get in the game. But right now you're on the sidelines. And so you have to do whatever you need to do in your mind to get yourself from the sidelines into the game. And so that's the second mental framework that really helped me because I kept thinking to myself, you know, that Robert Kiyosaki talked about this. He's like, you want to work to learn, not earn. And I just took that and applied it to my goals, which is like, okay, well, if he's saying that, like your whole like 20s and even into 30s, like you want to work to learn and not earn, that everything should be viewed from that perspective, right? And so me failing at something is more information, which is more learnings. And it's a bit better feedback loop than me staying in this job where I'm really not learning anything more and I feel stagnant. And so if you can make that mental switch, it'll make it a lot easier for you. The third mental framework that I used was basically setting low expectations, okay? So in my mind, I had, and you probably wouldn't guess this because I just turned 30, but in my mind, I wasn't going to be married or have much money at all until I was 30 to 32. And that was always the goal I set for myself. I was like, I want to be financially stable and hopefully married by the time I'm like 30, 32. And ironically, what it did was it relieved so much pressure from me that I was actually able to make better decisions and also feel more delighted and excited about the things that were happening sooner than expected. And so the reality is, if you set your expectations low, then any condition that is above low in your mind is going to feel good to you. It's going to feel like a win. And so if you want to set yourself up to when you make that leap from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur to actually feel like you're winning and making progress, which is what keeps humans wanting to move forward, then set your expectations low. A lot of people, you know, I talked to a woman uh, when I was on a live the other day, and she was six months into learning how to do wholesaling. And I said, why are you so upset? Because she said, I'm just having a really hard time. And I said, are you making money? And she said, yes. I said, how much money are you making? She said, uh, maybe like $6,000, $7,000 a month. And I was like, I don't understand what the problem is. And she's like, well, the problem is that I thought I'd be making maybe $20,000 a month by now. And I was like, girl, I was like, the problem is not the number of how much money you're making. The problem is that you set an expectation in your mind based on what? How much information did you even have about wholesaling? How many skills did you have before this? Because she was comparing herself to people who they came into this wholesaling business with all this real estate experience and all this sales experience, all this marketing experience. Guess what she had? She had none. She'd been a waitress in a small town. She had no experience with marketing, no experience with sales, no experience with cold calling, nothing. And so she obviously is going to be making less money than the people who have all those skills. She has to go and front load all these skills in order to make as much money as them. And so what you can see is that it was her expectation that created her frustration with herself, not reality. Because someone who came in and had different expectation who said like, if I could just make $2,000 a month, if I could just replace my part-time job, then when they come in, they're going to feel like anything above that is an absolute win. And so in order to feel fulfilled in your entrepreneurial journey, the lower you set your expectations, 
the more likely it is that you will be elated, excited, happy about your progress. Because anytime real life conditions exceed expectations, you'll be happy. And that's just how life works. And so the key is making sure that your expectations are realistic or even lower than most people. The fourth mental framework that I used to get from a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur was the experimental mindset. So what I realized is that anytime I want to make a big change in life or just in general, um, it's very daunting and it feels almost like really tough to make that decision because you feel like all this weight on your shoulders. Say it's like, where do I want to live? Do I want to move cities? And you see so many people get stuck. I have a friend, for example, who like every time she talks about where she wants to live, she goes and she travels and she, she sees these new houses and like she's always looking for places, but then she can never commit to something. And I said, why, why can't you figure out where you want to live? And she's like, well, Layla, I'm just afraid of committing to somewhere. And I was like, well, what if, what if you looked at it differently? What if you said, this is an experiment? I'm going to try living somewhere for six to 12 months and I'm just going to experiment and see if I like it. And she was like, I've never thought about it like that. I was like, that's the only reason I move. I don't move somewhere and think I'm living here forever. I mean, that would be horrible. And who wants to live somewhere forever? I move and I think, I'll try it for six months. And what that does is it gets me to take the first step. And so if you can adopt that within your entrepreneurial journey, here's the thing. Then you can say, like, I'm just going to experiment with wholesaling. I'm going to experiment with an online training business. I'm going to experiment with, you know, online finance, whatever it may be. That's an experiment. And so if you can frame it like that, then you're just experimenting. You're just gaining feedback. And it's not some big, huge commitment that you have to take. And here's the reality is that we're going to change our minds and we're going to change our paths in life so many times that it is an experiment. But for some reason in our minds, it's so black and white. It's either all or nothing. It's like we're going all in on this path. It's like, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is you just go back to what you were doing before. And so that's what happens. If the experiment fails, you can just go back to what you were doing before you did the experiment. And so for me, I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Gym launch is going to be an experiment. And we're just going to experiment and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, I can just go back to doing online training because that's what I was doing before. Seems reasonable to me. And so even like in the beginning of gym launch, like when we'd be talking about, you know, the progress of the business, we're like, oh, it's probably just going to be 12, 18 months, right? And here the business is today, you know, we've sold it and such, but it's seven years old. And so that experiment turned out to be seven years old, but it was a very successful experiment. And so overall, if you can just make that frame shift for yourself and realize that most things in life are an experiment and you taking that step to being an entrepreneur, it's not some big daunting thing. It's an experiment. If you can actually believe that, which I truly do, then you'll be much more likely to take that jump than you are if you tell yourself this is a huge life commitment and if you fail, you have nothing to go back to because it's not reality. So to recap, the four frameworks that helped me go from a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. First one is visualizing the worst case scenario. So just extrapolating out what the worst possible thing that could happen was, and then you realize that's not that bad. The second one is that switching your goal from winning to learning so that everything is a win, right? All of your failure is actually a win because you're learning. The third one is setting low expectations because the lower you can set your expectations, the more likely you are to exceed them, and then the more you're going to want to make progress because you feel like you're winning. And the last one is to have an experimental mindset. Just look at it like an ex it's an experiment. It's short term. You don't have to commit to anything. And so I share those because those are the four frames like when I was really thinking, how can I help people take action? Because if you're watching this video, you probably feel like you'd like, I don't know how to get myself to take action. It's like you need to mentally trick yourself. And the way that you do that is watch this video over and over again. Consume all the things around taking action because what you, what you typically lack when you're a entrepreneur is you lack the take action muscle. Like I said, the get off your ass muscle. Nobody has it. What you have is you have the overthinking, you have the overconsumption, like you've gotten really good at that. Here's the thing, if you can get really good at overthinking and overconsuming, you can get really good at taking action. 
You just gotta take that same muscle and then start doing it over here. It's like, okay, say someone's really good at bench press, there's no reason you couldn't be really good at squat. You just haven't practiced the squat. And so we wanna start practicing our squats, AKA taking action so that we can become an entrepreneur and finally have the life that we want rather than just one that we keep saying over and over again to ourselves.